This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. All right, hello and welcome to Football Nation. Bill Enright here with Todd DeVries. Todd, we are set to start week eight of the NFL season tonight with the Panthers and the Buccaneers pretty much halfway point for the fantasy season. It's just crazy how fast it's all going down. It's a race to the finish, Bill. You know, we're all kind of taking a look at the standings in our, you know, respective leagues, trying to figure out what we need to do to make a push for the playoffs. So, yeah, man, you know, we we talked about it on Tuesday. A lot of injuries. So I hope that uh, everyone got lucky and was smart on the waiver wire to, uh, you know, bolster the roster the best you can. Tape it up. You know, Bill, (laughs) a lot of the rosters right now aren't looking pretty. But uh, you don't have to be pretty to win your league. You know what I mean? Yep. You just got to get it done. So I know I was very pleased. I was able to somehow get Jordan Reed in one league, Bill. And the reason nice. was, um, you know, I – because I'm at the bo- – I'm one of the better teams in the league, so I'm at, I have one of the last picks on waiver wire night. Right. But everyone else was going for other positions, which is exactly what I was kind of hoping for. And that's one league where I needed tight end help desperately. So I'm feeling pretty good there. PPR league, Bill, get Jordan go. Reed in week uh, eight. I'm feeling good about that. I'll tell you what, Todd, there's going to be a little bit of a shift going forward with a lot of fantasy football noisemakers, the contributors, the big-time players. And I think people, players from the Redskins, they're going to be a part of that group. Look for Pierre Garçon and, and Jordan Reed, Alfred Morris and company, especially RG3. Look for them to make some noise uh, down the last uh, half stretch of the season. Love their yeah. schedule. Love their schedule. I'm with you, man. And uh, it's a team that, like you said, everyone's kind of down on. You know, you got to start looking deeper into the numbers, man. I mean, uh, even before last week, we were kind of high on the, the Redskins in the second half of the season. Yep. Last week, they put up 45 points. Sure. And uh, I'm with you, man. That's the team to keep a close eye on because um, their defense stinks. Their yeah. schedule's a joke. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. We'll get to some more of those uh, kind of players that we're keeping that we want on our teams in the second half of the season. But as we're just getting started here on Football Nation, I want to give a quick shout out to our producer Josh Deering. Josh, how's it going today? Oh, it's good. Just loving uh, life. Day after a Red Sox win in the World Series. There you go. Big Red Sox win last night. I believe what's the series at one nothing. One nothing. And the second game's tonight. tonight Bill, how many innings? Seven. How many innings of playoff action, uh, baseball playoff action, have you caught this year? Playoff action, like a total. Mm-hmm. Zero. 0.0. I watched Mary J. Blige do the national anthem last night, and then I turned it off. How about that for my baseball interest? I tuned in for Mary J. Blige, and then I turned it off. Um, I'm not much better, Bill. I only realized the game was on when I w- went online to you know do some fantasy stuff, and mm-hmm. the front page of ESPN was you know baseball, whatever, fifth inning, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, game's on. Interesting. Wasn't the uh, the I don't you don't call him the head coach? What do you call him? The manager of the Tigers, Jim Leland? Wasn't he like smoking a cigarette in one of the uh, one of that the innings like a, during? That was like a week ago, dude. Yeah, I think that's what I I think I saw that too. That's about all I saw. Yeah, that's when they had that like power outage or whatever. Right, right. I turned and that. He on decided to just smoke away. That's what made baseball interesting to me: a power outage, power outage, and uh, a manager who's the chimney. Yeah, there you go. And then after that, he retired. Something like that happens. You gotta watch. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's making baseball exciting. But hey, we're football, all football, all the time. You're on Football Nation, Todd. We are, uh, but you know what? It's gonna. What's it gonna take for Thursday night football to get exciting, Bill? 
You uh, you fired up for this matchup? Absolutely not. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers, an NFC South matchup, Todd, just doesn't excite me. The fantasy implications aren't really there now that Doug Martin's injured. Uh, Vincent Jackson's been on fire. Cam Newton's playing well. But other than that, who are we looking out for tonight? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, nobody. Maybe, maybe Mike James, if you grab them off the waiver wire and you've you got a million running backs on a bye, you got to support Mike James in there. Could be. Keep an eye on him. Um, but, yeah, V-Jax and uh, Cam. I mean, I guess Steve Smith a little bit maybe. I don't know. Yeah, possibly Steve Smith. Um, other than that, I just – Greg Olson, I don't know. Mike you know, Mike Williams has been injured with the hamstring, and this game just doesn't excite me. I don't know what it is about Thursday night football. I just wish the games were better. I know. We talk about it every week, Bill. I know. I know we do. It's just so upsetting. So upsetting. Uh, Todd, you do not like Greg Schiano. I, I believe you called him your least favorite coach in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's a fraud. Where does the um, this, this come goes from? back, Bill? This goes back like five years. This is not a, you know, oh, Taylor Bay stinks thing. now. I'm, you know, yeah. I, I'm jumping on his back. No, he he was involved in a lot of shady recruiting practices. <laughs> Rutgers. Yeah, and he's just a fraud. Uh, you know, uh, what you see is not what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he comes across as one of these hard nosed coaches, and uh, you know. It, it doesn't work. It, maybe it works at the college level still. I think it probably does mm-hmm. to some extent. But then you get to the NFL. I mean, how many hard-nosed coaches really are there? I mean, three in the NFL right now. you got Coughlin. Belichick. you got uh, Harbaugh. And then Chiano. I mean, who else is there? Belichick. Uh, yeah, but I guess I, let me define what I'm talking about. I mean, this Chiano is an in-your-face guy. He will scream nose-to-nose with you right. at, at practice and right. behind the scenes. He'll bring you into his office and play head games. He'll do all sorts of crap, and I don't think NFL players buy it. I think with Belichick, he's, he's not a screamer, an no. in-your-face type of guy. Is he? So the definition of hard-nosed – um, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. I mean, you got right. you got Harbaugh, you got Coughlin, who's who softened up over the years. By the way, sure. Coughlin, a little bit. But I just don't think that style of coaching works anymore. But but more so, I just don't think this guy can coach. I think he's in way over his head. Right. I mean, this, how about what he did last year to the Giants, Bill? Your Giants, the 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 end of the game. You know, right, when Eli was taking a knee. Yeah, like what are two you two seconds left? And have you read like have you been following his quotes this year and? Talking about, you know, the Josh Freeman situation and the whole MRSA thing. I mean, the yeah. guy's a moron. Quick story I have about Greg Schiano. Uh, Don Bosco Prep is one of the better high school programs in the country. It's here in North Jersey. And a lot, a lot of players from around the tri-state area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, maybe a little bit of Pennsylvania, come to play at Don Bosco because they're on ESPN a lot. They're one of those high school teams that get showcased uh, all over the country. And the day that Shiano was hired by the Buccaneers, he was supposed to go to Don Bosco for a recruiting trip. All of his assistants were there. All of the players that were supposed to meet with the Rutgers, he was the Rutgers head coach at the time, was all all supposed to meet with Greg Shiano for, you know, just a little bit of a scouting kind of meeting for these high school players that, that wanted to go play for Rutgers. So all the assistant coaches were there. All the players were there. Shiano didn't even show up. He didn't even call his his assistant coaches at the time to let him know that he was leaving. 
I didn't even know that story, Bill. And, you know, but that falls in line with a lot of other stories that yeah. I'd heard. Um, he's just, you know, he's just kind of a fraud, man. And I, I did not understand it at all when uh, the Tampa Bay came knocking. I, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Now, fantasy-wise, the only thing we liked was that he ran his running backs to death at Rutgers. Right, right, right. So we right. figured, yeah, we liked it when he drafted Doug Martin. We're like, okay, well, fantasy-wise, this is a good fit because he'll right. just run him to death, and Doug Martin will have a three-year career, and he'll be out of the league. Um, but other than that, Bill, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I just get, I just never liked the guy, and I just have a feeling that his days are numbered in the NFL, and I don't know where he's going to land next, but uh, I wouldn't want him as my head coach. Todd, let's move away from the Panthers and the Buccaneers for a second here. Uh, we saw Sam Bradford, the quarterback for the St. Louis Rams, go down with an ACL injury out for the season. What did you hear or what did you think about the Rams reaching out to Brett Favre to see if he wanted to come back and play football in the NFL? Is this like, a is real that story? Mo- that's a real story. Come on. Yeah. Is that absurd? Like, that's just ridiculous. Brett Favre is 44 years old, hasn't played in three years. What does that say about Kellen Clemens, the backup for Bradford? Been with the team all season, knows the offense, that the Rams were reaching out to Brett Favre to come play football again. For sure this isn't a story that just got blown out of proportion. Listen, I, I mean, I, don't, I wasn't on the phone with them, but <laughs> a, couple, a couple reliable sources indicate that the Rams reached out to Brett Favre and asked him if he wanted to play. Well... That's asinine. Yeah. So I don't get it. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, the, the Rams, you know, they're they're in the mix. You know, they're not in out the of it. For, in the mix for what? For Teddy Bridgewater? No, no, no. For like a wild card. Not, not really. No, they're three and four. I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not like one and six or, or something. Yeah. So it's not, and it's not you know what I mean? Like, they're trying, like, they're trying to make a, a playoff push. They got to believe that they can make a playoff push. They're really they're only one game out of a wild card. I guess you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't believe they're going to get there, and neither do you. But my point is, is that when your you know your franchise quarterback goes down, you're not reliable on the backup. You got to look elsewhere. But Brett Favre, that's ridiculous. But yeah, they need to get they need to get somebody. Like I don't think the, the Bill. I don't think they want to put a youngster in there. And let it, let him grow. You know, I don't, they don't they don't even have a youngster to put in there, to uh, right. You know, to rebuild with, obviously. But they signed they, Brady Quinn. See, this is the NFL, man. I'm telling you, there's they they need to retract a couple teams or something. There's just such crap at the quarterback position when you get down to these like bottom ten teams. Right. It's really bad. Yeah. And then you add the injuries on top of it. Half the league, the quarterbacks just—they're they're not good, right? <laughs> so that's crazy. I don't know where the—I mean, I don't have any advice for the Rams. I don't know who they should turn to. Jeff Garcia threw his hat in the ring for, you know, for the Browns. That. Yeah, he just said, "Hey, I'm available if anybody you know interested." Not, another forty-year-old that hasn't played. He's forty-three. Oh, just absurd. Give it up, man. Yeah. So you know, I can't—I can't, I can't uh, put much stock into that Favre story. That's just—that's just ridiculous. All right, we got a lot to do today on uh, the episode of Football Nation. We're going to preview all the Week 8 matchups. We're going to take your start and sit questions for your fantasy football team. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. And if you happen to be listening to the show via the podcast, you can always hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. 
Uh, we're going to go over the DraftKings.com contest for Week 8, Todd. Another another big-time uh, contest at DraftKings. We're going to reveal our best buy and overpriced players, hand out some mid-season awards, and our good friend, Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com is going to join us to discuss the smartest and dumbest teams in the NFL. I always love talking to Kerry because he brings some uh, – statistical analysis that no one else is doing. Yeah, and uh, I haven't checked it out yet, Bill, but uh, King of Props, he does, a, he does a bet every Thursday night. On fire. So we got to see what the King of Props comes up with. I know Kerry might not be revealing the exact uh, way that the King of Props is going, but maybe we can at least talk about the bet that's in question because I good. think those are fascinating, and a lot of them are very fantasy-oriented too, which we like. Yeah, I love that aspect of uh, making some money. Um, Todd, what do we think about this slate of games this weekend? To me, it's very boring, not really exciting. I mean, we do have six teams on a bye this week. Perhaps, you know, that is one of the reasons why I don't think these uh, slate of games is really intriguing. The Ravens, the Bears, Texans, Colts, Chargers, Titans, all not in action. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking down the line here, Bill. Let's just go down the line quickly. You got the another London game, Bill. And by the way, the, the uh, NFL announced today the three-game London slate for 2014. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I believe I saw the Lions, the Dolphins. You're going to have to remind me about the other two the other two games. I believe you've got the um, Cowboys. Cowboys. The America's team going to play in the United Kingdom. Yeah. You've got – here you go. The Jaguars will host – you know, those are air quotes around host – host the yeah. Cowboys – Falcons will host the Lions, and Raiders will host the Dolphins. Oh, Raiders and the Dolphins, okay. Raiders-Dolphins. So those are your three games next year. But this weekend, you've got the Niners and the Jaguars in London. That game does nothing for me, Bill. you got the Chiefs. You know, it is interesting to see how the Chiefs do, but they're up against the Browns. Yeah, they'll they'll remain undefeated after this weekend for sure. They should. Um, Dolphins-Patriots, mildly intriguing. AFC East battle, uh, Patriots coming off a loss against another AFC East opponent with the Jets. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Mildly, yeah. You know, that has a little juice to it. I mean, yep. are the Patriots going to, you know, they've been kind of teetering, you know, Bill. They've been getting by, winning some ugly games. They lost an ugly game last week. How do they rebound? Gronk's back, all that. So that's interesting. Yep. Bill Saints. Boring. I like this one. Cowboys. No, 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 the next one. I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm already moving on to the next one. The next <laughs> one I like, the Cowboys and the Lions. That one should be good. A lot of Des Bryant was, was uh, talking a little bit, of, not not necessarily talking trash, but just kind of coming out and saying to the media, listen, I can do anything that Calvin Johnson can do. Last week we saw Calvin Johnson take on A.J. Green. This weekend we're going to see Des and, Des and Megatron, so another good matchup with uh, two prominent wide receivers. We like it from a fantasy perspective, and also yeah. it's a big game. I mean, they're both 4-3. and three. And um, you know it's a it's a big game. Somebody's going to be five and three after this game, and that's yep. that's important, significant. Yeah, you got the Giants and the Eagles, uh, Steelers, Raiders, Jets, Boring. Bengals. That one, uh, I, I that one I'll I'll end up watching that one on like Game Rewind or something just to see how the Jets do because they're one of the most surprising teams to me this year. Yeah, it's not like a game you just got to tune into, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, they're both winning teams, four and three yeah. and five and two, so it's right. an important game. Uh, Falcons, Cardinals, no. Boring. Redskins, Broncos. Exciting. Uh, I'll watch that one for sure. And not then, to mention, that's only one of the f- only one of the four o'clock games that I'm actually interested in. 
The night game, Sunday night, is Packers-Vikings. Ew. Uh, the Vikings and then the Monday so night bad. game is Seahawks-Rams. Yuck. Yeah. It's uh, Russell Wilson versus Brett Favre. So on Thursday night, we have NFC South. <laughs> Sunday night, we have NFC North. Monday night, we have NFC West. I count three games to me that are interesting. Dolphins, Patriots, Cowboys, Lions, Redskins, Broncos. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, that I can I actually sit and, and watch, you know. I mean, Jets, Bengals, keep an eye on it. But I I just – I don't care that the Jets are 4-3. and three. I just think they're so boring. I do too. And do too. so I'm, I'm not really into that one. But, yeah, I'm with you, Bill. It's a, kind of a weak slate of games. And uh, the three primetime games are El Stinkadore, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. Yeah. You, I mean, how 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 can they go for three? In one weekend, you'd think one of the games, one of the primetime games, would be good. And usually, for the last couple of weeks, it's been the Sunday night game. Right. Well, NBC, the Sunday night guys, they have the best uh, matchups. Preseason, you already you can look down the list, and they have the best matchups. I think they get their pick of the litter some weeks, you know. Yep. And then, of course, then you get the. Uh, Later in the season, we're going to get the flex scheduling, too, where they can also flex in some good games. So Sunday night's clearly the the premier night of primetime football. Sure is. Sure is. And uh, everyone knows that listens to this show. Al Michaels is uh, my favorite broadcaster. What do you think of Mike Mayock? You know, a lot of people don't like Mayock. I, I kind of like him. I think his analysis is good, but my friends hate him. Like, my friends hate him. We'll be watching the game, and they will rip him to shreds. Everything he says, they just rip him. But I, I kind of like him. I don't – Brad Nessler, eh, you know, the play-by-play guy, he's all right. Nessler does not want to be there. You think that's what it is? Nessler, he, he – well, if he does, he certainly doesn't show it. Nessler brings nothing. Like, if you listen to the, op- the opening sentence of him, you know, welcoming you in. Right. He just has – he's no juice. Zero. So I'm with you on Nessler. Mayock, I don't. He he rubs me the wrong way. What, I like his what? NFL draft analysis. Okay, right. And and I like the all the jargon and you know he has a whole set of terminology that I think some of the words he makes up himself, but it's cool. Yeah, you know, and it's all draft oriented. But he brings a lot of that into the broadcast on Thursday Night Football and to his Notre Dame broadcast on Saturday. See, that's the thing. They're so used to doing college that I think that's what they refer to a lot. Yeah. They refer to these players in college. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think that he, he brings a lot more X's and O's than other commentators do, color commentators do. Yeah, that's so what I, I like. I, I, like I kind of like that. But I think he just goes a little too far with technique. Um, it's almost like sometimes he's doing like a coaching clinic, and he thinks that the audience are all football coaches, you know. And it's almost too detailed sometimes, and he get, and then he kind of throws in his little his little funny words that he likes to use. So, he kind of drives me crazy a little bit. But um, but I like him opposed to some other guys out there. Well, I think what most people don't like about Mike Mack is he can be a little bit of a not not a bandwagon, but he he kind of like just seems to love everybody. John Gruden does that too, but I don't mind it when Gruden does it. But it just seems like Mack like oh he you know I think Gruden likes worse. everybody. I think Gruden's worse at that. I think he's even even worse about yeah that I, I, he does that too, but I don't mind it when he does it. I don't know why. I mean, uh, he won't have – they'll have the Seahawks-Rams game. You know, when Kellen Clemens is under center, he's going to give him some crazy praise that he doesn't deserve. 
Yeah. I tell you, Bill, I just like the way he just throws that rock. That guy, <laughs> he eats glass for breakfast. That's pretty know? good, Todd. That was a good impression. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gruden's a character, and uh, I think he's gotten better, honestly. I think he, I think he's gotten better over the last – I think this season he's been at his, at his best. Yeah. For Gruden. Um, the first year, I thought he really went over the top with the praise. Um, he's a little more critical now, but I still, I still think he does it, but, you know. He's so entrenched in the NFL that he can't really bash anyone because he kind of knows all these guys. At least right. that's his, I think that's his mindset. But I think he's kind of loosening it up a little bit. But um, but all in all, I'm with you. Al Michaels, to me, is just the, he's the class of the uh, the operation there on Sunday sure. night. Uh, what do you think of Collinsworth? Don't like Collinsworth. Don't Why? like his analysis. I don't like I don't like how he has to always stick up for um, the offense all the time because he was a receiver. You know, he's always talking about the rules. You know, they put these rules in place to, you know, you got you to gotta protect the players. You got to protect the quarterback. You got to protect the wide receiver. And it's because he played He played all. And then, you know, and then he'll say, like, I wish these rules were in place when I was playing. Why? Because your stats would be uh, somewhat, somewhat good instead of uh, pretty bad. Like, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. So rank the, of those three groupings of announcers, color commentators, Mayock, Gruden and Collinsworth. Rank them one to three. Gruden, Mayock, Collinsworth. And then it goes Michaels, Tarico. I'm not even going to put Nestler up there. I, I don't I'm, I, I don't like his game call at all. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the other problem with Mayock, I think, back, or with um, Mayock, is that he he doesn't have a strong um, right. partner. Partner that kind of can, do, can, I mean, Mayock, he dominates. Yeah, and Lester just lets him go, and I think that there's no yin and yang there. Where like Al Michaels, he'll he'll jump in and kind of sometimes he'll shut up Collinsworth when he's starting to go off on a tangent, you know. Right. Nestler doesn't give it crap. He just you know he's just there to free for his paycheck. Yeah, um, they had a football life special on Pat Summerall this weekend or this week. Uh, that was really good. I'm not sure if you caught it, but Pat Summerall, I always loved listening to or watching a game with Pat Summerall and John Madden. Um, so that was that was a pretty good. Did you see? I love, I, those. I did, love those. I love those as well. I missed yeah. it. However, I did see online a little clip of John Madden. Did you see this? Or did, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. The part where they used to place bets on Summerall to see how much time he would he would uh, would elapse between uh, the, some of the reads he would do going to commercial. Yeah. Like Murder, She Wrote was a, a popular TV show yeah, back. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, he tonight on CBS, Murder, She, she Wrote. wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and Madden, it was pretty, if you hadn't, haven't seen it, uh, it's pretty classic. Madden was just kind of recollecting and how much you know, he would just die of laughter. And some, one time he said it, it was so funny. It was gone, They were promoting Gone with the Wind, right, the classic movie. Sure. It was on later that night after the game, and he did the same thing. And he he said tonight on CBS special movie, Gone with the Wind, and Madden so said it was so funny that he he had to leave the uh, broadcast booth and go yeah. down the hallway because he was laughing out loud. Um, it, it just it sounded it, it was just a good. I mean, I grew up with those guys, you know, right? And so like the Madden Summerall tandem to me, like that was like the the number one you know group, and. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. But I haven't seen the whole thing yet, Bill. I'm going to have to DVR it and check it out this weekend. 
for the longest time, you know, Pat Summerall was the voice of Madden with with Madden, of course. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just uh, they went to Gus Johnson for a little bit, who I also like and I miss in the NFL. But the, they always had Pat Summerall. So me growing up, in, in addition to to the games, it just re- hearing his voice reminds me of Madden. Right. Right, Madden, the Madden football games. The, even the early ones, Bill. The you were probably still in diapers, but the early Maddens, like the really first ones. Yeah. Summerall, it was classic. Like uh, we used to say it over and over again. He would, he would, uh, like if you went for it on fourth down. I don't know what it. they're thinking here. No, 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 he would go. He didn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. He didn't make it. <laughs> it was, you know, so robotic. Yeah. He didn't make it. Yeah, we used to have fun with that one. There, there were a couple yeah. things he said on that that were pretty classic. But we, uh, we, we need to get one of those soundboards, a uh, Pat Summerall soundboard. Yeah, they have one for Gus Johnson. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll um, next break. I'll I'll shoot a link over to uh, our esteemed producer Josh of the the little clip. It's only like a minute long with mm. Madden uh, recollecting the uh, the murder she wrote stuff. It's pretty funny. Maybe we can play that later if we if we can. I don't know. Uh, 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Let's take a quick phone call, Todd. We're going to go to Rick in Texas. What's going on, Rick? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing all right, man. What do you got for us today? I've got a tied in on by Fleener this week. Okay. And I was reading your website, and also it said to pick up maybe Zach Miller, like a sleeper this week or something like that. Zach Miller, But then sure. on the FFCPI, it has a couple guys ahead of him who are also available. Such as Eifert or Pettigrew or um, Chandler. So, what hmm. do you think for this week? You know, Zach Miller is pretty much a touchdown or bust. Um, he hasn't really been putting up consistent numbers. I know he had a good game, a somewhat, somewhat of a good game last week. The thing about Efert is, if there was no Jermaine Gresham, we would love Tyler Efert because Gresham is kind of stealing away some of his targets. Uh, we have Miller at 23 on the FFCPI this week. Guys like Brent Selleck, Scott Chandler, Rob Hausler from the Cardinals might be a little bit of better plays just because of the matchup. Uh, the Rams linebackers are pretty good, and that's who typically covers the tight end. And um, Janoris Jenkins and some of the defensive backs of the Rams are good too. Um, I, I think the Seahawks are just going to run the ball all day. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson. Um, so I'm not really high on Zach Miller this week. Um, again, if he doesn't get into the end zone, his stats are, are pretty underwhelming. Okay, so maybe Pettigrew or Canver. Is, uh, what about Cumberland? Is Cumberland available? No, he's gone. What's that? He's, he's gone? Right. What about if a sneaky play would be Andrew Carlos from the Packers? We know Jermichael Finley's probably done for the year. Uh, James yeah, Jones says unavailable. he's unavailable. What's that? He's unavailable. He's unavailable. Oh. What were we waiting so long for before you got the tight end? You know what? I wasn't even thinking about this week, actually. <laughs> Rick, come on. You're better than that, dude. Um, Scott Chandler's not a bad option because I think the Bills are going to have to pass a lot against the Saints. But I'm just I'm not very high on Zach Miller. Okay. I'll roll the dice and go with Chandler. All right. There you go. Appreciate Thanks, the phone guys. call, Rick. Best of luck to you this week. Yeah, slim pickings there, Bill. It's tough with the tight ends, Todd. If you, if you didn't get a Jordan Reed, if you didn't get an Andrew Corliss, um, you know, the guys like Gresham and Eford, if they were on separate teams, 
Uh, it's a shame that they both play together because I think both of them would be good. I mean, Gresham had four catches, 64 yards last week. Uh, we saw Efert get into the end zone. Um, so what about? I mean, he he mentioned Pettigrew was an option, and I mean, he, he doesn't exactly you know get excited either. But the last four weeks, Bill, seven catches, fifty four. Mm. Four catches, 59. Four catches, 36. Only three catches for seven yards last week, but he scored a touchdown. So he's getting you five, six, seven points each week the last four weeks. And, and they cut Tony Scheffler, which I thought was interesting. Um, but that damn Joseph Fourier. What's that? And they play the Cowboys, too. Right. That damn Joseph Fourier, Todd. He's getting, he's getting all the red zone targets. Yeah. Well, Pettigrew scored last week. Yeah, that's true. On a short one, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not in love with him either. Um, I'm just saying Chandler, Pettigrew, um, I think that's the only direction he can really go, given his options. All right, Todd, what do you say we take a quick break here on Football Nation? When we come back, we'll go over the DraftKings.com Week 8 contest, go over some of our best buys and uh, overpriced players, plus more of your telephone calls, 855-478-7030. More Football Nation coming up. Right after this. Football Nation, there is no off-season. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, 
and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com. bets on how long it's going to be between murder and sheep and it got longer and longer then it's murder she wrote starring angela lansbury so we're doing a game and uh, there's a movie uh, following the football followed by part one of a cbs sunday night movie gone with the wind starring clark gable and vivian I laughed so hard, I had to take my headset off and go out in the hallway. Oh, that is some great stuff. Pat Summerall and John Madden from A Football Life. Pat Summerall, uh, we were alluding to it a little bit earlier in the show. Todd, that was the clip they were talking about. Really good stuff there. That's just good stuff, man. I mean, they're one of those uh, duos, Bill, that they just, they got along so well. Like, you know what I mean? It, It wasn't just a job for them. You know, they both obviously grew up with the game, but they just loved being there. And you just kind of, it kind of, um, it came through the broadcast, you know? So they were classics. It was kind of sad at the end. Some were all started to lose it a little bit there the last year or two. Um, so, you know, that's always, that's always the worst part. Same thing with Keith Jackson, the uh, famous college football announcer, Bill. Yeah. Like the, when they're done, like when they kind of hit the wall. It's obvious. Yeah. It's really sad because, you know, they they get a little slower. Their voice is not the same, and that's always a sad thing. But uh, good clip there, Josh. Thanks for pulling that up for us. And the the great thing about that, you know, maybe some people don't don't realize, Todd, but um, you know, we're handed a list. Our producers hand us a list of reads that we have to do. Paid commercial. They're called live hits or you know live reads, and you pretty much have to stick to the script and and read them as is. But um, you know, because they're 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 paid commercials that whoever or Murder She Wrote or CBS or Fox, whoever it was, whatever uh, channel that show was on, you know, they would have that built into the show. So Pat Summerall probably got a list of five things he had to do that day. One of them was the Murder She Wrote, and you have to kind of read it as is. But it's funny that he put his own little twist on it. Well, it's funny that he put his twist on it, and then it became a joke. So then he kept he kept doing it longer and longer just to make everyone crack up. <laughs> Murder. Yeah. She wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. That that's awesome. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Before we get to our DraftKings.com Week Eight contest, Todd, let's hit the phone lines and uh, help some people win their fantasy football matchups in Week Eight. We're going to go to Jeff in Bristol. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, man. What's up? Um, well, what do you got for us this week? Trade advice question. Uh, I would be getting Lamar Miller and T.Y. Hilton. I'm trying to get T.Y. Hilton. That's what I'm running for here. And I'd be letting go uh, Gio Bernard and Keenan Allen. No. Is it a PPR league? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that trade. We love Keenan Allen, the PPR format. We do not yeah. like Lamar Miller, uh, and we like Giovanni Bernard. So you're giving up two players that we really like just for one player, T.Y. Hilton, that is on our uh, love list for the second half of the season. I, I think you you have the right mindset going after T.Y. Hilton, especially with Reggie Wayne going down with the injury. But I'm right. not taking Lamar Miller onto my team, especially when you have a, a quality RB like Giovanni Bernard. 
Okay, and does it change at all if I can get Shane Vereen off the wire coming back from an injury? That's you know, that's if you had Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, and Frank Gore as your three running backs, right. then, yeah, maybe okay. I would do that trade. But okay. my guess is that Bernard is probably your, your best flex option at this point. Yeah, right. Well, actually, that's a question right there for you. Is I've been I've been often running a, a wide receiver in the flex. So, for instance, right now my wide receiver core is Eric Decker, Antonio Brown, uh, Danny Amendola, and then I have Harry Douglas uh, or Keenan Allen in the flex over Gio Bernard. Is that the right call in a PPR? It it wasn't the last couple of weeks, but I think it might right. be a good uh, good play this week actually because I'm a little bit worried about Bernard going up against the Jets. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, right. Thank you very much. No problem, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Ali. He has a quick start and sit question. What's going on, Ali? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great, man. What do you got for us? I actually got uh, three quick questions for you. Uh, start, uh, sit or start, uh, Ivory, short, or Jordan Cameron this week, full PPR? Ivory or Jordan Cameron? Or short and Cecil Shorts, one of them. Go, go with Cecil Shorts. Okay. And uh, rest of the way, again, full PPR, would you rather have Joseph Randall or Ben Tate? Ben Tate with the fractured ribs. Joseph Randall probably going to get a downgrade in playing time because DeMarco Murray's coming back. Todd, you have, you have a strong opinion either way on that one? I don't have a strong opinion, but uh, no. I mean, how long is Tate? What's his deal? Like, do we know? Well, the fra- four fractured ribs is, is pretty serious. I think he's still going to be able to play. I don't know how effective he is, but he's – you know, he's still the backup for Arian Foster. Do you have Arian Foster on your team? I don't, but I'm really thinking more in terms of my fantasy playoffs, which is week 15, 16, and 17. I don't need them for now. I would hold on to Randall then. Really? Yeah, because if you're worried about the playoffs, I mean, I expect Foster to be fine for week 16, 15, 16, and 17. I don't expect DeMarco Murray to last. Uh, he's already banged up midway through the through the uh, through the season. He can very easily get injured again, as we have seen him do since his days uh, in college. But wouldn't Dunbar start stealing carries or possibly take over of the starter? Listen, if Mari's going to go down and he might even get traded, I heard a rumor that the Cowboys are looking to trade him. It's going to be a, it's going to be a timeshare. It's not just going to be Lance Dunbar, Joseph Randall. I mean, they drafted him for a reason. Uh, ben Tate with the injury, he's injured himself. That injury isn't going away. Uh, plus, Aaron Foster is, is expected you know, just to be fine despite this little bit of a hamstring scare. Uh, I don't love either one of them, but I think Randall has a little bit more upside. When Better are your, off. What weeks are your playoffs? 15, 16, and 17, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The schedules are interesting, Bill, for these two guys. Mm. Uh, Tate's schedule those three weeks is Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Denver. Okay. Randall's is Green Bay, Washington, Philly. Much better schedule for Randall. I mean, this is all speculation at this point. Um, I just feel like DeMarco Murray can't stay healthy, and Randall has a little bit more time to get accustomed to that offense, and they're more explosive. The Cowboys have better opportunities than what the Texans will be able to present for Ben Tate. What if uh, Tate was healthy? If Tate was healthy, it would be a totally different story. Right. Uh, I would well, go for Tate. At the end of the season, he's going to be healthy. I don't know, man. You ever fracture your rib before? <laughs> no, sir. No, and he has four of them, and he gets hit constantly. Um, that's that's an injury that just that doesn't go away on its own. Uh, that's that's like a three month recovery. He's going to be able okay. to play through it, but he's going to be in a lot of pain. Got you. One last question. I have KC as my primary defense. I play him every week. 
What are your thoughts on they're starting to hit a stretch at Denver versus San Diego versus Denver again? Chicago's out there open. What are your thoughts on sitting them those three weeks and playing Chicago? It has a much easier schedule. Chicago is a team that is very banged up in the defensive front. Um, Lance Briggs out four to six weeks. We know Jay Cutler's out, so I think the defense is going to be in some uh, bad positions uh, field position-wise. Uh, I think their defensive tackle's still out. Peanut Tillman's been uh, in and out of the lineup. So I- I'm not dumping the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care if they play the Broncos or the 99 Rams. The Chiefs are a legit defense. You ride them all the way to your championship. Okay, so don't sit them any week. Nope. All right. Thank you. No you problem. You guys are awesome. Man. Thank you. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, one more one more uh, caller before we get to uh, the DraftKings contest, Todd. Let's go to Tim in St. Louis. What's going on, Tim? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, man. I have a, I have a start, uh, some guys this week, and I have a question going into this next week. And I got four guys, and I can only choose two for this week. It's a full-point EPR, and my options are uh, MJD, Harry Douglas, Josh Gordon, or Hakeem Nick. Very interesting situation here, Todd, with Josh Gordon. Now Jason Campbell's the starter for the Browns. We don't really know what to expect from him. No, it's a little uh, scary for you and me, Bill. I know you and I have Gordon on almost all of our rosters. Yeah. Um, I'm not – I mean, it's not like Campbell's, like, going to be worse than Whedon. Right? I guess not. I mean, I'm not – I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not that worried about it. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, my God, the quarterback change is just going to kill Josh Gordon's fantasy value. I'm not feeling that way. I think it'll be rough, roughly the same. Yeah. Um, no? You're not feeling it? I don't know. And they're playing the Chiefs this week. I'm not starting Josh Gordon this weekend, even though he is one of our uh, favorite wide receivers going forward, just because the Browns are always in garbage Well, the matchup's time. bad, yes. The matchup's uh, if, bad. I thought you week. were asking me just about, you know, the quarterback change in general. Um, that doesn't worry me that too much. But um, the, yeah. the matchup this week worries me a little bit. Right, right. Uh, so for for our guy Tim here, I'm going to tell him to go with Harry Douglas, full-point PPR. I like Douglas. <laughs> and I'm going to tell him to go with MJD over Knicks and Gordon. I can't believe I'm suggesting using MJD, but the 49ers' defense is very overrated against a run. Uh, we saw Chris Johnson have a big touchdown against them last week in the passing game. So the, with the PPR, I'm going to go with MJD. I think actually with Cecil Shorts and Justin Blackman playing well, MJD has to start playing better. Yeah, what's his, I mean, what's his ceiling though, Bill? I mean, the, even in a PPR, the most catches he has in any one game is two. I'm just, I'm, I'm not relying on Gordon this weekend and I'm not relying on Knicks. I can't put Knicks into the starting lineup because we saw him in, you know, the first half of the season get, Zero points, one point, zero point. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, Bill. I'm going to go, despite the matchup, I'm going Gordon, and I'm going to go Douglas. It's a four-point PPR. Hopefully Gordon can catch, if he can just catch like five balls, I think that he'll he'll match whatever MJD's about to do. All right. I mean, look at at MJD's stat lines, Bill. They're terrible. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's playing a, you know, I know they're a little overrated, but they're still a good defense. They're going to be down. Um. I can't trust Nix at all. I mean, I, I, he's right, burnt that's me. That's the thing, yeah. So Nix is out. To me, I, I just roll with Gordon and Douglas. You know, Douglas hopefully catches six, seven, eight balls. Gordon hopefully five or so. And uh, there you go. 
Todd, we have some breaking news here. I just traded for Doug Martin in my Dynasty League. You did? Yes, I did. Who did you <laughs> give up? Uh, I gave up my 2014 first-round pick and my second-round pick in 2015. Hmm. What do you think of that? <sighs> I don't have any idea how valuable those picks are. So, Well... My team's pretty good, so I usually have like the eighth, ninth, or tenth pick in my dynasty league. You know, we do a rookie only draft, so it's a rookie only draft. That's what so I'm saying. Next year, so you're not going to yeah. get uh, a top rookie next year, basically. Right. Right. Okay. Do you need a quarter? Are you good at quarterback? Romo and Luck, baby. Okay. So you're so you don't need one of the stud nope. quarterbacks. To I don't need exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. because um, that's going to be, you know. <clears throat> That's going to be the um, the big story here in the offseason, Bill, is how yeah. these quarterbacks shake out on you know uh, in the combine and all that. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, and all on down the line. It's going to be pretty interesting. But if you don't need one of those QBs, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good trade. It's not the, like he blew out a knee. Hey, that's what I was just going to say, Todd. It's his shoulder, and you know I'm sure he'll be fine by next season. And I think the he'll Bucks... be fine by the spring. Right, and the Bucks lost two of their offensive uh, linemen this year, so that's you know speaks to a little bit of his struggles. Even with a coaching change, Doug Martin's not going anywhere. Um, no, right. So I think that's a good move. He's obviously, he's young. So right, and I needed some young running backs. Ray Rice is, is getting up there in age. I have Darren Sproles, but C.J. Spiller's been a major bust right now for me. So I drafted Marcus Lattimore this year. Hopefully, he can come back and do some action next season. But now that I have Doug Martin, I'm pretty confident in my in my running back core going forward. Now, why would that guy trade you, Doug Martin? He, he's giving you know he's tanking for Teddy. Tanking for Teddy. Yeah. Hmm. Tanking for Teddy. Hmm. So I I, I thought I heard like a, a fist pump. Yeah, it was. My I, just wa- I just wanted to share that with everybody. <laughs> Obviously, you're pretty excited. I am. I am very excited. I mean, he's he's going to be in his third year next year. We saw. Uh, the talent that he had as a rookie, so I'm a little excited about that. But enough sure. about me. Let's get into our <laughs> DraftKings Week 8 contest, Todd. This is everyone's chance to win $100 and a shot at becoming a fantasy football millionaire. There's only 50 spots. Every single person that beats my score gets $5 on top of the 1st through 10th people. Uh, anyone that finishes in 1st through 10th place, 1st place gets 116 bucks plus a chance to qualify for a million dollars in the Week 16 finale. Second place gets $100. Third through fifth gets 25 bucks, And then if you finish in sixth through t- uh, tenth, you get $20. So you double your money for finishing in tenth place. Again, only 50 open spots. It's only $10. And like what we do uh, here every week on Football Nation is we go through the best buys and the overpriced players to kind of – Help people compile a good team and, and ultimately win some money by beating my score. Yeah, and um, there's some good picks this week, Bill, as I was yeah. looking over the list. So let's get into them. Let's start off with the best buy quarterbacks, Bill. We have three best buys, an absolute steal, and a high-risk, low-price option. Rate them, so we're, rate we're them off. About, all right, let's go with those five. Yeah. First, we got the best buys. RG3 versus the Broncos, $8,000. Tom Brady. Versus the Dolphins, $6,900. And Terrell Pryor versus the Steelers, $6,000. And then my absolute steal of the week is Carson Palmer versus the Falcons for $5,500. My high-risk, low-price is Chad Henney versus the 49ers, $5,300. Um, 
The reason why I have Tom Brady on this list, Todd, at $6,900 is because I still consider him elite, an elite quarterback. He has Rob Gronkowski back. And the Miami Dolphins just, you know, the, their defense kind of played well in the beginning of the year, but they fell off in a major way. So I like what Brady can do against the Dolphins. I think the asking price is maybe the best value this week. But the steal to me is Carson Palmer in the Falcons. $5,500 for a starting quarterback going up against one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Uh, I'm expecting good things for Carson Palmer this week. Not that I'm going to use him, but he's the steal at the price. I Of, of this list, my favorite guy is RG3. And, you know, he's the most expensive yep. by, by a wide margin. But still, if you look at his um, salary, it's, he's, the, I believe, the seventh most expensive quarterback this week. Um, I know they're in Denver. It's not at home in Washington. But as we've seen with Denver, Bill, I mean, opposing quarterbacks can rack up fantasy points. Yeah. And Washington's going to be down. I love. I think. I think RG three could just he could outperform that number seven ranking this week on DraftKings. I, I'm I'm with you there, and that's actually one of the quarterbacks that I'm considering. To me, it's between. I haven't decided on my other positions yet, but to me, it's between RG three. But he's expensive, eight thousand dollars. Uh, so you might have to sacrifice a wide think receiver. His running upside back. is is crazy. This is week. there? You're right. I mean, he right. could have a he could have a monster monster week. Yep, it's possible. I mean, he's been running the ball better now. The, the, you know, the Denver defense isn't all that as we know, and Denver's going to score 35, 40 points. So they're going to have to put up in a big number again, Bill. All right, let's get to the overpriced quarterbacks, Todd. Russell Wilson versus St. Louis Rams will cost you $8,300. Big Ben Roethlisberger taking on the Raiders, $7,100. And then Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs playing against the Browns, expecting a low-scoring matchup in that one, $6,300 for Smith. I'm staying away from all three of these guys. Even though I like the matchup for Russell Wilson, the price, to me, is just a little bit overblown. Yeah, if you look at Russell Wilson, Bill, he's been up and down, like literally – um, yeah. This season, he puts up 30 fantasy points and he'll put up 12. So you got to be careful with him. He's not very consistent. And like you said earlier in the show um, to one of the callers, there's a good chance Seattle just runs the, runs the, the, the ball to death in that game. Right. And Russell will get some rushing yards, but I think he's a little high priced there. He's more expensive than RG3. I don't get that. Speaking of Seattle running the ball to death, that's why we have Marshawn Lynch as one of our best buy running back, $7,300 for beast mode against the worst rushing defense in the league. How about Eddie Lacy, Sunday night football against the Vikings, $6,100. No Sean Moreno against the Redskins, Todd. We know that Washington defense isn't doing too well against running backs. We saw Matt Forte run over them last week, $6,000 for Moreno. Absolute steal of the week. Alfred Morris versus the Broncos, $5,600. And then my high-risk, low price is Peyton Hillis versus the Eagles, $4,000 for the former Madden cover boy. Don't expect to see Brandon Jacobs this weekend. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, that is definitely the definition of high-risk, low price. Uh, moving over to the overpriced running backs, Bill. Jamal Charles, the number one running back in fantasy football right now. It's going to cost you $9,400, Bill. And That's his... That's $2,100 more than Marshawn Lynch. His price jumped a lot this week. Yeah, you know, did. in the past couple of weeks, he was like $7,900, $8,100. Mm-hmm. To see him now at $9,400, you know, DraftKings really took notice yeah. on how good Charles has been playing. Full point PPR, so you want a guy that's going to grab in five to six catches a game. But at, at $9,400, you said it. He, he's more expensive than Marshawn Lynch, and Lynch is my number one running back this weekend. But he's more expensive by two thousand one hundred dollars. Yeah, it's I mean, that's nuts. a huge jump. That's nuts. Yeah, um, 
Jamal Charles, Darren Sproles, PPR Monster Bill against the Bills, $6,300, another overpriced running back. And Gio Bernard against the Jets. Jets have a pretty good D, uh, $5,300 for Gio. You know, I you know I love Sproles. He's one of my favorite players in the PPR, and and you know, uh, obviously we've been touting Geo all season long. But I'm just not crazy about Geo against the Jets, and for fifty three hundred dollars, I'd rather grab a guy like like Alfred Morris against the Broncos. And then for Sproles, you have No. Moreno costing three hundred dollars less, better matchup, and you don't have to bank on Sproles getting into the end zone like like you do with Moreno. You know, Moreno's a touchdown mach- machine at this point. Sproles, not so much. So that's why I have Sproles and, and Geo as overpriced guys. And Jamal Charles, too. Three of my favorite running backs this year all made the overpriced list in Week 8. Mm. Sounds like there's been an adjustment over there at Draft A little games. bit. I think they've been listening to this show. Moving over to the wide receiver, best buys, Bill. Any Broncos receiver versus the Redskins, you say? Any, in that high $7,000 range. Any yep. of them. Pick your poison. That's right. Okay. Deshaun Jackson versus the Giants. The Giant Killer. The $6, Giant Killer. $6,700. Stevie J, that is Stevie Johnson, uh, versus the Saints, $5,900. Marquise Colston, another best buy against the Bills at $5,200. The Absolute Steal Bill. Jarrett Boykin versus the Vikings, only $4,500 for the uh, the guy that's basically filling in for Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. And then your high-risk, low-price wide receiver this week is Jeremy Curley. You love him in the PPR format, Bill. He's up against the Bengals. He'll only cost you $3,800, Bill, and he's catching, he catches balls. <laughs> that's the thing, Todd. You can, you can count on Jeremy Curley catching five or six uh, passes this weekend. That's good enough for a touchdown. To go along with 50, 60 yards, now you're looking at double-digit points. And if he gets into the end zone, then, you know, that's just gravy on top. But I really like Jarrett Boykin. I think the Minnesota Vikings secondary is terrible. I loved what I saw from Boykin last week. James Jones not expected to take the field on Sunday night. That's the key. Jarrett Boykin's the guy uh, to be to use this week. And that's the key, though. The, the, the James Jones news is, is yep. worth monitoring if that does change. That that changes Boykin's, uh, you know, obviously it changes his value a little bit. But if he's sure. if he if he's still, uh, if he's you know if he's out, Boykin, I mean that's a that's a that is an absolute steal. Yeah. Overpriced wide receivers, Bill. You got four, couple big names on here. The first huge name, AJ Green. He's playing the Jets. Seventy nine hundred bones is what he's going to cost you. Josh Gordon. We talked about him earlier in the show versus the Chiefs, the best defense in football. $6,100, and he's got a new quarterback to deal with. Greg Jennings against the Packers, his old team, $5,100. Uh, other than that one game, Bill, Greg Jennings hasn't done diddly-poo. Mm. And Golden Tate against uh, – who's Golden Tate up against, Bill? I think you – I put the Seahawks, but he's yeah, playing against playing the Rams. Rams. The yeah. Rams. Uh, I Golden seem to Tate do that every week, you... at least once. <laughs> yeah, I know. Golden <laughs> Tate will cost you 4200 bucks. And, you know, A.J. Green, back-to-back weeks with six catches, back-to-back weeks over 100 yards, back-to-back weeks with a touchdown – so for him to make the overpriced list this week is simply because of his price. Uh, the cost is just not there for me. He's the third highest uh, wide receiver this week at $7,900. I think you can spend your money uh, better elsewhere. So it's not like I'm knocking A.J. Green. I think he's going to produce. I just don't think his, his price matches uh, what he can do this weekend against uh, Cromartie. Okay. One other wide receiver I'd like to discuss, Bill, that did sure. not make your best buy wide receiver list. Who's that? Pierre Garçon. 
What are your thoughts on him? I don't want to go all in with the Redskins building well, my team. Well, it's what funny you say that, Todd, because I had Garcon on this list, $6,200. And Where is I, he? Took, I, took, I took him out because I have everyone oh. from the Broncos and the Redskins. If you look up and down this list, there's at least oh. one Bronco and Redskins in every category, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't yeah. want to just uh, overflate the market just just on that game. But let's be honest, that is the game that you want as many people in this week. I just I took them out because I didn't I didn't just want to I don't know I didn't want to just show that I was only looking at that game. Well, let me just compare Pierre Garcon to a guy that's on our overpriced list, and that's okay. um, Josh Gordon. They're one hundred dollars apart in salary. Right. I mean, Garcon versus Gordon this week, to me, it's a no-brainer. You go with Garcon. I mean, Absolutely. Love know, Garcon this week. Huge, huge put him upside. Huge upside. You know, at Kansas City for Josh Gordon, new quarterback. Yeah. Well, I still think he'll produce, you know, an average day, you know, five catches, 60 yards, maybe something like that. I mean, Pierre Garcon, that's, that's the floor for him. I mean, his ceiling is crazy ridiculous this week against the Broncos. Yeah, I, I like Garcon, and uh, I should I should have just left him on. I had any Broncos receiver versus the Redskins. I have Alfred Morris on here. I have RG three on here. You'll see in a little bit as we get the tight ends. I have Jordan Reed on here. You know what? Ha- eh. I hear you. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, I also play at DraftKings. I play the college fantasy uh, mm-hmm. games on Saturdays, and more often than I shouldn't say more often than not, but several times the guy that is one, okay. Loaded up, loaded up on like Oregon. He had like four Oregon guys, and initially, you know, I'm like, oh my god, and they all hit, you know. So, you know, that's a that's a strategy that the audience has to think through whether they want to go all in like that because obviously, if the Redskins only scored you know 21 points or whatever, you're screwed. You're screwed. But you know, you're in it to win it. I mean, who cares if you come in, you know, uh, 20th place? You know, you gotta you gotta get in the top 10. You gotta hit. You know, right. So, I don't know. Interesting. So, I, I just wanted to throw him out there because I'm looking through here, and I'm like, man, Garcon looks awfully tasty. But I hear what you're saying, Bill. If you have so yeah. many Redskins already in your lineup, you know, you got to make the decision whether or not you're going to go all in with the Redskins. Moving over to the best buy tight ends, Todd. we got Tony Gonzalez versus the Cardinals, 6300 bucks. How about Julius Thomas, Orange? Julius getting it done versus the Redskins, 5500 My absolute steal at the tight end position. We love this guy. Jordan Reed versus the Broncos, only $4,300. If you're not using Jordan Reed this weekend, you better be using Jimmy Graham, Gronk, Gonzo, or Julius Thomas. Because I'm telling you right now, Jordan Reed is going to finish in the top five at the tight end position. And then my high-risk, low-price, Andrew Carlos versus the Vikings. Stepping in for the injured Jermichael Finley, he'll only cost you $3,500. Mm. Yeah. Overpriced tight ends. Guys we don't like, you'll notice. Jordan Cameron of the Browns, worried about that quarterback situation. Versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the matchup's terrible. $5,300 for Jordan Cameron. Charles Clay versus the Patriots, $4,200. And then Brandon Pettigrew versus the Cowboys, $3,700. Moving over to the defenses, Bill. The best by defenses. You still have the Chiefs in here, my friend. Best defense in the league. you got to have them in your lineup if you can afford them. If you can afford them, I mean, they're playing the um, – they have the same salary this week, the top salary, along with the Niners and the Seahawks. They're all 5100 bucks, Right. Which is $900 more expensive than the next team. So they have kind of the, the big three at the top. The Chiefs are, are the only one of these three at home, Bill. Yeah. And they're playing Cleveland with a new quarterback. Correct. They're averaging 18 points, 
fantasy points per game in this contest, whereas the other guys, the Niners are averaging 10, the Seahawks are averaging 12. They're averaging 18 fantasy points per game. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about it early in the in the uh, season, Bill. You can't just throw in any defense in this contest. Can't no. do it. You've got to take the defenses seriously and, and find the right matchup. So, you know, 5100 bucks if you have the money, I, I would definitely do that. Uh, a couple other best buy defenses, the Packers versus the Vikings and the Eagles versus the Giants, Bill. And I, I think just the way that Eli Manning turning the ball over, the Eagles, $2,300. I mean, that's money well spent. Uh, the problem is the Eagles might give up 30 points in that one. Uh, I, I don't, you don't get negative points for, for, you know, high scoring games. You don't get negatives. Okay. Right. Which is nice. That is nice. Okay. I'll tell you right now, Todd, I set my lineup. I'm going to finish in the top 10 this week. Eight out of, wait, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eight out of my nine picks, eight out of the nine players I have are all from my best buy overpriced list. All from, well, not from the overpriced, but all from the best buy. The only one that's not is my kicker. So you can kind of just imagine who I have in this on my roster, and I'm telling you right now, this lineup is golden. I'm finishing in the top ten. No question about it. You'll see me. IMBE3 in the top ten week eight at DraftKings.com. You can play against me, and if you do, you get $5 for beating my score. It's only $10 to enter, $500 in cash prizes. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We love these daily con- contests, Todd, because you know why? It doesn't matter if you had Randall Cobb, Doug Martin, Julio Jones, Reggie Wayne, um, Jay Cutler. None of that matters in daily. You can pick a fresh team. You start new, clean slate. No more injuries. You don't have to worry about bye week problems. That's why the daily fantasy game is so much fun. It is, and uh, the 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 sting, thing I like about it is, um, I love the fact that you can you know play guys that you didn't have on your other teams. You know, right? That's another good part. I sadly missed out on uh, you know Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, and all my actually I have him in one league. That's my, my yeah. bad. But but you know, uh, a guy like that. You know, I was I was using him a couple weeks ago because I I could. Right. You know, so I like that. I like that part of it. Every week is new. Um, it's just a totally different mindset, though. You really got to like change your mindset when you set your lineup. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Nick, aka Bodog, on the line. One of our DraftKings.com players. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Todd? We're doing great, man. You got to win some money this weekend. Uh, not not too much. I did so win a hundred nine dollar ticket into their two hundred thousand uh, dollar. Uh, contest. So okay. I got uh, I got two I got two big contests this weekend the uh, the millionaire qualifier and the two hundred thousand. And I uh, just had a couple of questions. One is on the uh, millionaire qualifier. Um, they have a one out of fifteen where you're just up against fifteen guys, and right. then a uh, one hundred sixty five person where the top ten win it win the million dollar qualifier, and the next. Well, get another hundred nine dollar ticket. And I was wondering what you think the best strategy there is. I'm leaning towards the one sixty five because that takes out of the mix that one guy who just happens to hit all the guys who just lost. You know, Nick, I'm not good at odds. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just not good at odds. So, Todd, you're gonna have to help me out here. It seems like Nick is in a in a pool or in a contest where either one out of fifteen win. Or twenty out of one hundred and sixty-five. 
Right. So I'm kind of leaning toward that 20 out of 165 is a little bit of better opportunity. Yeah, you're about one out of eight. You're at least getting something out of that right. one. Right, one out of eight instead of one out of 15. What, what's the what's the first place prize in each? Uh, well, in the one out of 15, you get the $1,500 ticket to the, to the right. main event the at the end of the year. The grand finale. Right. And then in the 165, the top 10 get that $1,500 ticket, and then the next 12 get another $109 ticket to try again. Right, right. So almost like um, a, re- a redo, like a mulligan, a replay. I don't know. I'm going with that second one, Nick. I'm going with yeah. the second one. Go on with the second one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I emailed you the two teams I, I put together. I don't know whether you've got that in front of you. The, but basically, the first question is, RG3 or Brady? You know, and, it's, funny, it's funny because I'm going through that same kind of drama in my head as well. And the the price difference is is so much so that you can really upgrade. I think it's eleven hundred dollars. You can really upgrade at the, at different positions. Well, this no, is this is what I've got it's... with both teams. I've got right now. I've got Lacey, Moreno, Boykin, Welker, and Jordan Reed. Um, and then in the team with Brady, I'm putting Gronk in the flex and taking the Packers as my defense. In the team with RG three, I'm putting Colston in the flex, right? Because Buffalo, excuse my language, sucks against the guy who catches the long ball, and the Chiefs as my defense. Nick, it is scary how similar your second team is to my team that I'm entering this weekend. Scary, I like scary, it. scary I really, similar. I really like if I downgrade from the Chiefs to the Packers in that league. Yep, which I is can what I put did. In Lynch instead of Lacey or Marino. You think yep. that's a good move? And that it, that would be identical. That would make our teams <laughs> identical this weekend. So that's what I'm rolling with, dude. I think that is a powerhouse lineup. I really do. I yeah. really, I'm going to I'm going to enter that team into a lot of different leagues this weekend because yeah, I think that is one? a powerhouse Lynch, roster. Which one, Lacey or Marino? Uh, would you put Lynch in for? I have Moreno and Lynch. But I was I was debating Lacey. I was really debating using Lacey. I still may make a switch. Moreno and Lacey. Lacey Moreno. I don't know which one I'm going to go with yet. But at, literally everyone else on that team, I have. I'll send you a screen yeah, I'm gonna, right now. I'm going to bounce around, I think, also because I'm going to think if James Jones comes back, I may have to do some, do some work. But the other thing I heard on another podcast, I won't say which one, is Peyton was out last night. Did not practice yesterday. Yeah, we're ankle? not worried about that. We're not worried about that at all. Not worried. Okay. Not at all. L- listen, the guy's thirty-seven years old. He's throwing for you know fifty-seven touchdowns this year. He can yeah. take off. On, <laughs> he can take off on a Wednesday. Okay. Nick, I'll give you um, a tomorrow. We'll have to uh, have a little bit of a um, brainstorming session. All right. Great. Well, then I think I'm probably going to go with the RG three. Then I think that's probably the better team. There you go. Appreciate the phone call, Nick. Uh, scary, scary how similar our lineups just were, Todd. Yeah, I'm telling you, you, know what, you know what's even scarier? What? Is that uh, I was penciling in like my lineup, and yeah. I think all but two of those guys were in my uh, preliminary one as well. Listen, I'm telling you, if people are listening out there, you can, you, you, you're more than welcome to use it in our contest. It's only $10, but you will make money with that lineup this weekend. Uh Luckily, I've 
won some money in the past over here on DraftKings, so my my balance is pretty good right now. I'm gonna enter that. I'm gonna enter that team into a lot of different contests. That's the way to do it. Spread the wealth. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, let's quickly go to Padre. Paul has been on the line for a while. What's going on, Padre? Oh, not not a whole lot. I just have been enjoying your show. I do the fan the daily ones too, and uh, the Nick Foles experiment will not be repeated. This <laughs> Absolutely not. What a bust that was. I was that with was you there, bad. Padre. I it I cost me my week. Money at quarterback, but thankfully I ended up okay in a in a contest because I good. Also had uh, some other guys going. Um, I should have used Stafford last week. He was kind of off my radar. I, I didn't know he would have such a breakout week. But um, I had a question for you on wide receivers. I shot you an email, but I just wanted to uh, to give to clarify it a little bit. Um, right. Brandon Marshall is my main guy who's on five. So I'm torn between uh, two. There's no flex in the league. It's a PPR. And I have to go with two, either Terry Douglas, Cecil Short, uh, Jeremy Curley, or Danny Amendola. Ooh. I thought Amendola was practicing again with full pads today. Yeah. Um, I'm, at this point, I'm I'm thinking short, even though he's uh, up against uh, in in London. He's yep. A lot of targets, uh, and uh, I know Douglas has a tougher matchup this week than we did for, did good for me last week. But Curly also seems to have a, a good matchup um, as uh, the main guy now. Yeah. Team with uh, in for for Gino in uh, on the road. So who do you like out of those? Yeah, so listen, you're in a full-point PPR league, and you have four guys here that all love to catch passes. They're vacuums. I'm going to rule out Danny Amendola just because I like Douglas Shorts and Curley a little bit more this weekend. If Amendola was healthy, if I knew he was going to play for sure, then maybe I'd, I'd, I'd reconsider. But, Todd, to me, the choice is clear, Harry Douglas and Cecil Shorts. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what I would do. Um, I like his – hey, in a PPR, that's a nice quartet to have. But I it think certainly is. Cecil Shorts this week is definitely what I would do. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Plus he has Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's... he's been doing great for me. You know, he's on by, but I, I think I got good guys around him. Um, so. You might have to trade – you might have to package Amendola and Curley just because he's such a headache and maybe go after uh, – you know, try to upgrade your running back. Yeah, yeah, actually, I'm trying to do that. I got uh, Adrian Peterson, but I'm a little concerned about his hamstring. And then I got a, kind of a, a quartet behind him of Ridley, uh, Chris Ivory, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, who's been a complete bust. And then I also picked up Andre Ellington off of waivers. And I offered, uh, I have Jimmy Graham uh, as a tight end, but I also have Julius Thomas. So I approached the uh, the uh, owner of uh, Le'Veon Bell, if he wanted maybe uh, to, to trade uh, for Le'Veon Bell for Julius Thomas and then maybe uh one of those wide receivers or running backs that I don't need. No, you'd be giving him too much for Le'Veon Bell. If you're going to give up Jimmy Graham and maybe an Amendola or a Curley, you can probably get a, a running back in the top ten. Uh, okay. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is worth – I wouldn't even trade Jimmy Graham for Le'Veon Bell straight up. Oh, no, I was going to trade Julius Thomas. I meant Jimmy Graham. I don't want to trade him. Um, even, even then, I, I think I, Le'Veon Bell for Julius Thomas is a fair deal straight up. You don't have to throw in a wide receiver in that one. Okay. Thanks for the call, Padre. Best of luck to you. Cecil Shorts and Harry Douglas are your guys for Week 8. Quickly, we'll go over to Tom in San Jose, California. He's been on the phone for a while. What's up, Tom? Tommy. Thomas. Hello? Tommy. Tom, Tom, Tom. Hey, what's up, Tom? Yeah, I got a question. I, uh, I'm i in a league where you have to bid for uh, pickups, and I underbid for a read, which was a bummer. So I... I picked up two, and I'm not really sure going forward what they're worth, and that's Quarles versus Pettigrew. You answered some of, somewhat in the in the 
you know, the uh, value picks. What's your take on those guys going forward? Mm. I like Quarles going forward because I know he's going to be involved in that offense. Do we know for sure? Finley's not playing again this year, man. I know that. No, I know, I know that. But I mean, have we? We haven't exactly been studying Quarles this year in a backup role. We don't really know what he's going to do. <sighs> I, I, well, the thing is, Quarles. I mean, he has like what he's caught ten passes in his life or something. Listen, the Packers are a little bit of a different team than we've seen the last couple of years. Randall Cobb is done. Finley is done. Jared Boykin is a second-year guy. James Jones is hurt. It's Jordy Nelson. It's Eddie Lacy. And then everyone else is just a toss-up at this point. We know yeah, we know true. Boykins is, is emerging to a nice role, as we saw last week. While James Jones is out, I think that continues to be the case. But Finley's not coming back. And the Packers use a tight end every pretty much every play. So I think Quarles is going to be in a lot of action compared to Pettigrew, who, to me... Has too many drops. Stafford doesn't trust him. Loses goal uh, red zone targets to Joseph Fourier. Megatron is really the only weapon in the receiving category. Then you throw in Reggie Bush. So Pettigrew is like fourth or fifth on that team. Quarles is at least going to be a consistent three or four. Ah. Quarles is the great unknown, right? So I think because of that, Bill, um, the great unknown always has more upside because we don't know. But he's also got... More downside. Um, I'm looking at his stats here. 2010, he caught 21 passes, one touchdown. Yeah. 2011, he caught three. 2012, I don't have any stats for him. And then this year, he's caught four balls for 28 yards. And that was also when Tom Crabtree was there. So whenever Finley was out, Tom Crabtree and Quarles would split uh, the rotation. Now it's just Quarles. Yeah. There's upside with Quarles, but I, I'm you know, uh, we know what you, you know what you're going to get with Pettigrew, right? We actually went over it earlier in the show. He's is this a PPR league? Yeah, one PPR. PPR. You know, with Quar- with with uh, Pettigrew, you're going to get those you know four. Well, catches. I mean, I, I I already have Fleener, and I picked up these guys because Fleener's off this week. But I was oh. just curious about going forward this weekend. I, I'll probably I've filled in Quarles for this weekend. Oh, oh you'll yes, be, you'll be fine then. I would go Quarles this week. Yes. Okay, thanks. Up there. Yep. No problem, Tom. Thanks for the phone call. I thought he week. was talking about that as like his number one guy going forward. Yeah, so did I. Okay. So did I. Uh, we're gonna get to one more caller before we have to take a break. We're gonna go to Josh in Virginia. What's up, Josh? Josh, hanging up on us already. <laughs> Josh, are you there? Hello, yeah. What's Josh. up, guys? Hey, what's up, pal? Not a whole lot, fellas. Need a little wide receiver advice, man. Well, I had Randall Cobb, and this was a 12-team half-point PPR, but we all know how that turned out. Um, now I'm trying to look at who to start this week. I'm going to throw Larry Fitzgerald in there. Um, we can start a tight end in a flex, like I've got Gronkowski and Cameron in. But now I'm trying to debate between Josh Gordon, Kendall Tompkins, or maybe even Brian Hartline. I picked up Darius Hayward Bay, but of course he's on a bye this week. Right. I'm not going to use two Cleveland Browns players in my lineup this week. I just can't do it. I don't have a lot of faith in Jason Campbell. The matchup is so bad for the Browns this weekend. I think Josh Gordon has more upside than Cameron, so if you can squeeze him into your flex, and that's who I would go with. But if you're only strictly looking for a wide receiver, I wouldn't mind you using Brian Hartline. I just don't trust Josh Gordon this week. Right, right. And Ken Brown Tompkins, no faith in him either since Brock came back. 
and Amendola's back. So now, you know, Tompkins is kind of the fourth or the fifth option for the Patriots where he used to be the second or the third. Um, Todd, who do you like more, Hartline or, or Ken Brell? Man, is this PPR league? Yeah, half point PPR. Half point. Man, I guess I would go Hartline. Because Tompkins, I mean, you just said, Bill. I mean, Gronk, back. Amendola, probably back. Where does he fit on the picking order? Tompkins. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough um, one. You know, I, I I would probably go Hartline. Yeah. I think it's safer, safer pick. Not sure. thrilled with those options, though. Josh, you hear you hear what I'm saying about using the two Browns guys, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not... I feel like kind of betting against yourself there if you use something. But... Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not it's the in, worst uh, possible not, matchup. Best I'm defense not with in that. Kansas City. That's yeah. a, you know, you'd be, uh, that's, this is the wrong game to be doing that. Yeah. Right, right. Thanks for the call, Josh. Todd, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, Terry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com is going to join us to talk about the dumbest and smartest teams in the NFL. We'll also go over some of the king of prop bets for this week and try to help you guys make some money uh, making some wagers on NFL games in Week 8. That's all coming up next right here on Football Nation Radio. This is Football Nation. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. <laughs> You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars, today, check out CollegeFootballGeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. 
It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. You're as cold as ice. You don't look at stats or chicken wings the way Kerry Byrne does. It's time for the cold, hard football facts right here on Football Nation. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries here. Pleased to be joined by our good friend Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com. Kerry, it's already week eight in the NFL season. It's just flying by this year. Hey, you know what? It, 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 it flies by every year. The beauty of football, guys, is that it's so fleeting. It's why we look forward to it all off season. Why, why we favor it because it, it comes and goes real fast, guys. Not a lot of games, but we've got to enjoy it while we can. So, Kerry, coldheartfootballfacts.com insider, you're ranking the smartest and dumbest teams in the NFL. Let's start off with the dumbest teams in the NFL. Who's playing this weekend that you know just can't really win a football game? Well, you know, they, they, they came up, uh, well, a couple teams. We have what we call each week, Bill. We call them our mental mismatches, okay? This is when a really smart team plays a really dumb team. Right. And the reason why these mental mismatches are, are so compelling is because what happens is when we when we when we when we look at football games when we when we analyze football games when when point spreads are assigned to football games we tend to look at the physical qualities of each team but not their mental capabilities how well they play in situational football and that's what our intelligence index looks at and just a little bit of background the top four teams uh, on the intelligence index this season are combined eighteen and nine against the spread. But it's the dumb teams where you really make money. The four dumbest teams in football are a combined five and twenty-two against the spread. So there's a lot of value there, Bill. Oh, that's uh, awful. And right now, here's one. Uh, one I think is a real uh, interesting game. It's the, it's the Carolina uh, Tampa Bay game. You have in Carolina a very smart football team. They've been doing kind of a lot of the little things right, even if it hasn't quite for them shown up on the on the scoreboard yet. And uh, I think this is a, I think this is a runaway game for for uh, Carolina tonight against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are one of the dumbest teams in football. They're not only playing bad at quarterback, doing a lot of things wrong. They're just not a very efficient, smart football team playing poorly in situational football. Hmm. Yeah, the Bucks are a mess. Carrie, you you've got a lot of weight in the NFL. Can't you can't you <laughs> get a good uh, game on Thursday night for us? Talk hey, I don't, you know what? It's kind of been a real, and not just the Thursday night games, which everyone points out, but, uh, you know, look, look, look at the Monday night, look, look at the Sunday Monday night games this weekend. Yeah. Bring, we I talked mean, two, about we it. We have two teams, two teams hosting games in primetime this week. Actually, all three teams, really, that don't have quarterbacks. The Bucks, the Vikings, and the Rams are all hosting uh, the primetime games this week, and not one of them has a legit NFL quarterback. The Rams. I mean, they, they, I mean, they've signed Brady Quinn this week. They've talked to Brett Favre. They've mentioned the name Tim Tebow. How bad is it to be a Rams fan right now? And they were 3-2 and two just a little while ago. And, you know, the Sam Bradford injury, the wheels have fallen off the wagon, guys. 
Well, don't get me started on this. We, we talked about it earlier, Kerry. Yep. I mean, the NFL's talking about, you know, uh, more games in the regular season, adding teams to the playoffs, more, 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 more Thursday night games. Keep it the way it is. Look at the slop that's out there. The, the, the bottom 10 quarterbacks this league are, are just god-awful. Hey, Todd, I, I talk about this all the time. I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, the, you know, there's a lot of great – we're seeing the best, you know, passing performances in the history of football in recent years, right? Guys like Peyton Manning and yep. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, not so much this year, and Drew Brees. Putting up incredible numbers, you know, with the way the rules are now and how tough it is to play defense. But as we said earlier this year, the rising the, the rising statistical tide is not lifting all quarterbacks. And there's a huge, huge disparity uh, between the real between the really good quarterbacks and the, and the teams that are that are playing poorly at quarterback. You know, some of the, the the bad passing teams right now, Todd, are putting up efficiency numbers that we saw in the fifties and sixties. Wow. Yep. I mean, the Jaguars, I'm looking at the worst teams right now in pass rating. The Jaguars and the Giants, both around 60 in a pass rating. You know, the average pass rating in, in the 60s was like 65, 66, 67. These guys aren't even playing 1960-style quarterback. It's yeah. bad. And last year, the Cardinals guys had like a, a cumulative 56 or 58 pass rating. I mean, they were putting up Stone Age passing numbers. So there's a huge disparity. And I think it's why we, I don't know what you guys think, I've seen a move away from so-called parity. You know who the good teams are going to be each year because they have the good quarterbacks. It's no more complex than that. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I think that the parity thing's overplayed a little bit. I mean, look um, at the Jaguars. Look at the bad teams. You know, I mean, they don't. What do they? What? What? What do they not have? A quarterback. Yeah, and, and look at know, the Chiefs. About the look at the Chiefs turnaround. Uh, you know, it's three teams that with really desperate quarterbacking situations. Yep. Well, let's talk about a team, Kerry, that uh, doesn't seem to need a quarterback, and that is the Denver Broncos. Yep. You were spot on last week, Kerry, with your real and spectacular picks. I believe you guys had the Colts to beat the Broncos straight up. Yep, we had we had the we had the Colts winning outright that game. Uh, we hmm. thought it, we didn't think they'd win by you know a touchdown, which they did. They won by six, but we had them winning. That to me was almost a. There's no such thing as a lock, okay? And we don't use that terminology as cold hot football facts or with our real and spectacular picks and insider. But there are definitely picks where the public is looking at one thing and the quality stats are telling us another thing. Uh, and that was a game, guys. You know, Denver, we called them. We said this week that the Denver Broncos are the Lindsay Lohan of the NFL. <laughs> sexy but unstable. They, <laughs> like they, they look good. They look sexy. People love them. But behind the scenes, they're really unbalanced. They, they don't have a good defense, guys. They, they, they are not... Super Bowl caliber team. I don't. I don't see them getting through the playoffs with that defense. And it's one reason we picked the Colts to win outright because the Colts were a much more balanced football team. And I think we saw that play out. And uh, uh, you know, and when you know, when the Broncos lost at Indianapolis the other night. So I just think balance wins in the NFL. It's not just ha- it's, we talked about. Obviously, it's important to have a great quarterback, but it's more important to be balanced. And the Colts have a great quarterback and have a lot of balance. And, you know, the Broncos don't. That is, Peyton Manning's going to have to play the best football of his career for that team to win the Super Bowl, period. Well, don't, don't we think that he is playing the best football of his career? Well, you know what? They, they almost lost. They, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's had a lot of great seasons. You know what I mean? But uh, he's going to have to do it in the postseason, too. And we've never seen we've never seen him piece together three great postseason games. Exactly. Ever. Never. Never That's happened. why when we made our predictions the preseason, I, I just thought, man, I, I just can't see him 
getting through a Super Bowl, you know, piecing together those three games in a row. He just never seems to do it. Even the year, Kerry, when he won the Super Bowl for the Colts, you know, that, was, that wasn't his most dominant uh, playoff performance. So, you, you know, know what I mean? he was the lowest-rated quarterback in postseason history to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, that defense came alive that season. It was, a, it was not a good defense, but they came alive in the postseason. Had four great games where they really kind of beat up their opponents. And, he, you know, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, credit, credit to him. But he, you know, Trent Dilfer put up better numbers with the Ravens in 2000 than Peyton Manning did with the Colts in 2006. He put up more efficient mm. numbers than Dilfer did. Uh, that's just the reality. Uh, I don't, that's why, I'm with you, Todd. That's why I did not have the Broncos winning the Super Bowl or even getting to the Super Bowl. And right now, with that defense, he has to play perfectly for that team to yeah. for that team to uh, to win the I Super can Bowl. See him, they have problems. I can see them, you know, in the playoffs, Bill, winning a shootout the first week, you know, yeah. and then the next week he'll be asked to do it again. And I just, you know, the weather with the weather and everything else. I just, I don't know, man. I just hey, think hey, that... not only this, John. Let's look at their schedule. You know, they got their handful with the Redskins. Uh, unfortunately, the Redskins have a terrible defense, but the Redskins going to score a lot of points on Sunday. Uh, then Denver has to go to San Diego, which, you know, San Diego, Philip Rivers is having an amazing season. That's yeah. not a gimme win. Then they got to beat the Chiefs twice. The best defense in football, they probably have to beat them twice to regain, uh, you know, the division to regain the inside track of the division crown. they got to go to New England. They have a pretty tough Tennessee team. I mean, this is not a gimme schedule uh, down the road. And let's face it, Denver's, uh, uh, Denver's schedule has not, been, has not been the toughest in football. I think they have... Uh, just two games against quality opponents so far, uh, and the one win was that win against Denver when they gave up win against Dallas and they gave up forty eight points. That's their own quality win so far. I am not sold on Denver at all, but you know what? The public still loves them. They're still almost two touchdown favorites against the Redskins. Uh, I don't see it, guys. I just don't. Well, see Kerry, it. the public's going to love any team that Peyton Manning's on because of yeah. the name Peyton Manning. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. But that's no what we what do. That's records. what we do. It especially as insider guys. We don't we, we don't look at the hype. We look at the statistical reality of each team's situation. And the statistical reality is that the Colts are not the best team uh, in football. We had them number six in our power rankings. We had the Colts number three. The Colts, we said, were going to win that game for that reason. They were a more balanced team. The Colts have three quality wins, by the way. They beat three teams with winning records. That's, they're tied with the Bengals for the most in, most in football. That's, that's, that's pretty good, guys. That's pretty good. The Colts are a more balanced team. Uh, the Chiefs are, you know, a much better defensive club. The Patriots, we know, are going to be in the playoffs and, and be a challenge for whoever faces them. Uh, the, the, this is far, far from a done deal for the Broncos. I don't, you know, guys, right now they might have to beat the Chiefs twice just to get just to get a first-round bye. We're looking at the possibility that they don't even get a first-round bye and everyone thinks they're unstoppable. You know, I'm looking at the, uh, the odds right now on footballnation.com. We have the new uh, odds pod. And the over-unders are interesting talking about these two teams, Kerry. I mean, not surprisingly, that Washington-Denver game is the highest over-under of the year, at, yep. or of the, of the week, sorry, at 58-and-a-half. Wow. And the lowest is the Chiefs game, 38-and-a-half. Yep. So, you know. Hey, well, let, me, let me tell you, defense. the Chiefs are pretty they're, – they're doing some pretty remarkable uh, things that we, we discussed this week. They're not only uh, – uh, number one in scoring defense, guys, but they're also number one in relative scoring defense. That is how well they they play, uh, you know, keep opponents under their scoring average. They're keeping opponents ten points below their scoring average against other opponents. So number one in scoring defense, number one in relative scoring defense, number one in what we call bendability. 
defensive rusher rating. The Chiefs are the best in football and all those defensive indicators, guys. That's a scary team. You want to go into Kansas City and, and try to, you know, put, you know, score 24 points on them in the playoffs? I, that's not going to be easy. Okay, let's, let's talk for a minute about America's team, okay? Yep. I always think it's interesting to see the betting trends with the teams that everyone's familiar with, but they love them or they hate them. You wrote an interesting piece uh, on coldheartfootballfacts.com this week about those Cowboys. Why don't you let our audience in on that article a little bit? Well, this, this is written by one of our great contributors at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider, uh, Sean O'Neill, who's kind of our Vegas insider. What he does, guys, each week, he interviews the wise guys in Vegas, the, the bookmakers, the guys setting the line, and he gets by the, what are they thinking? What are they talking about? What are they looking at? And, you know, that's valuable information. If you're going to bet on NFL games, that's valuable information. Uh, and, you know, kind of the, one of the untold stories right now this season is that the, the Cowboys are, you know, 4-3, and three, which is good, but they're 6-1 against the spread. 6-1 uh, against football. the spread. What, what's that? They're 6-1 and one against the spread. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, they're just, they're just killing it this season uh, relative to public perception. And the thing is, Dallas is what they call a public team. They've always been a public team. That is a team that fans bet on no matter what. And fans, have, because they've been so popular, fans, fans love them. Fans bet with their heart. Not cold heart football facts inside, but other fans do. They bet with their heart. And that's, so Dallas has always gets a lot of money, or historically did, and they've historically had a bad record against the spread. So finally, the last two years, the last couple of years were so bad that the public finally turned on them. And at, so what's happened now this year, that the, the Cowboys are actually undervalued right now. Uh, people, people don't believe they're as good as they are. When they played, when they played Denver, one sportsbook took, took 70 times the number of bets on the Broncos that they did on the Cowboys. 70 times, guys. And remember, Dallas was a seven-point underdog that day. They covered. That was, you know, that was a, uh, that was a, you know, a big win for the Cowboys relative to public expectations. So uh, just right now, they're a very undervalued team. They're really kind of beating public expectations. But, but the public stood up by one wise guy, and we report on this this week, one of, one of the sharps, they call him, went into the Mirage this week and dropped $30,000 on the Detroit Lions, the three-point favorite at home, wow. uh, kind of kind of fueling this belief that the Cowboys are not a good team. But, you know, I don't. that doesn't look like smart money to me, guys. When you look at size of those two teams uh, and what they're good at, that, you know, Dallas is truly beating public expectations week after week. You know, Tony Romo is his rep as a choker, but that's not really been the case, guys. They've been beating public expectations. Kerry, uh, let's kind of wrap up this interview with a little bit of a discussion about tonight's game, Panthers versus the Buccaneers. You have the king of props writing for the Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. This guy is on fire. He has another prop bet for tonight. Don't give away the pick, but what is the bet tonight? Uh, you know what? I'm just looking it up right now, Bill, because I haven't had a chance to look at it this week. Uh, it is a it is a, a bet uh, on Panthers wide receiver Steve Smith, and I can't say what it is. Uh, but you, you said that that the King of Props is on fire. He's eighteen and ten this season. He's been he's been going between sixty seven and seventy percent all year. He is a money maker. There's a reason he's the King of Props. He finds value. He finds value in, in player props that aren't analyzed as heavily as game lines. And if if there's one reason to become a cold hard football facts insider, it's to be it's to find out what the King of Props is thinking each, each week. And and this week right now he's looking at looking at something Steve Smith is going to do tonight on the football field. Right. Either he's going to do or not do, basically. Interesting. 
I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to in these Thursday night games, guys. You got to find some extra action, some extra juice to make it interesting because this game is a snoozer. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. And like we said, man, you know, don't don't stay up late. This if you're going to get to bed early during one week of the football season, this is it, guys. You know, Carolina, Tampa, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, St. Louis. I mean, these could be three three ugly games, which the visiting team in each case uh, wins big. But you know what? The NFL is kind of crazy. Crazy things happen and. And who knows, maybe one of these uh, kind of real dog teams pull something out to surprise people. Carrie Byrne, it's always a pleasure. Make sure you f- check out the coldhardfootballfacts.com insider package. A lot of great stuff over there. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at footballfacts. Carrie, as always, been a pleasure, and thanks for laying down some statistical insight. All right, gentlemen, always a pleasure, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Carrie Byrne, the great potentate of pigskin, Bill. The potentate. Yes. That's right. Interesting. Um, the Steve Smith prop tonight. Uh, very interesting. Um, basically, the king of props is predicting one way or the other that Steve Smith will do something tonight. And, uh, you know, he's been kind of quiet, Bill, on fantasy radars this year. You know, he hasn't had that explosive game yet like he used to have. He used to catch those bombs from Jake Dalhome and even Cam Newton in past years. This yep. year, Steve Smith is kind of catching a little more uh, short-passing uh, game than he has in the past. It's just crazy that the Panthers haven't added a legit receiving option to that core to go along with Steve Smith because the guy is 33, 34 years old, whatever it is. Love the way he plays. Love his pre- post-game press conferences calling oh, out Janoris Jenkins this week. Awesome. How about that? Saying he's going to punch him in the mouth next time he sees him on the street. I like that. I think Steve Smith is a fiery guy. Um, always tried to target him in some of my fantasy leagues because it seems like he's always getting 1,300 yards and 85 receptions. May not get into the end zone a lot, but he's still productive yardage and catch-wise. But it's just shocking to me. You have a franchise quarterback. Get him some weapons. Brandon LaFell, Ted Ginn Jr., they brought in uh, – I don't even know what his – um, no, the guy from the Giants, Hickson, Dominic Hickson. Like, that's the big free agent signing this year, Dominic Hickson. Are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton's got to be uh, unhappy with his uh, arsenal there, Bill. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would think so. Um, Todd, what do you say we take a quick break right now, more of your telephone calls and emails. That's how we're going to finish out the show today. A lot of emails to get to, a lot of phone calls, 855 Fantasy football advice coming up next right here on Football Nation. Football, football, and more football at footballnation.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. 
We analyze every team and pick every game every week, straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation. All right, Football Nation, 855-478-7030. That's the phone number if you have a fantasy football question for week eight. Now is the time to get it in. You can also email us. Radio at footballnation.com. We're going to go to our good friend Jag in Connecticut, who has been on the line for a long time. Jag, sorry to keep you waiting, dude. No, that's fine. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, I got a couple of questions. Uh, I picked up Cumberland uh, as my, you know, fun to wear away for this week for my. But then it looks like he's injured. Do you want me to pick someone like Tim Wright, Kyle Rudolph, or Bo Stick, uh, one of these? Uh, any of those people? Kyle Rudolph, you'll have to go. Who, who was the other option? Uh, Tim Wright. Oh, Tim Wright from the box. Now, I'm not using him. Listen, and then the Bo Stick, I think uh, I'm hearing more about uh, from uh, Green Bay Packers. There's one more tight end. Quarles? Bo Stick? Uh, Brandon Bo Stick? Yep. Uh, I'm not crazy about him either. If if you want to go with a tight end this week, then go with Kyle Rudolph if, if Jeff Cumberland doesn't end up playing. Okay. Uh, I need two of this. Uh, thanks for that. I need two of the running backs. Uh, C.J. Spiller, Jack Stacy, Le'Veon Bell, Steven Jackson, and Joseph Randall. Um, Spiller and Steven Jackson, I don't know if they're going to play this weekend. Joseph Randall, I think DeMarco Murray is going to come back. So it's really Eddie Lacy and whoever your third Le'Veon running back. Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, one more question. All right. Uh, Chris, I need one of these running backs. Chris Ivory, uh, Gio Bernard, Stacey, uh, Jack Stacy, or Ellington. What format is it? PPR? Oh, regular league. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Uh, Chris Ivory, I- Ivory Geo, Stacey, Zach Stacy, Ellington. Yeah. Ivory Stacy. Oh man, that that's tough. You know, I would typically always say go with Geo just because of the matchup, and I'm a little bit worried about him playing against the Jets. But you know what? I'm more worried that Chris Ivory and Bilal Powell are going to split carries, or maybe Chris Ivory doesn't get any carries. I don't know what's going on there with the Jets situation, so I'm staying away from that. I don't really like Andre Ellington in the non-PPR format, so I'm, I'm going to tell you to stick with Geo. I think that's your best option. I agree. Zach Stacy's playing the Seahawks, Bill, so that's not an Oh, yeah, I'm not either. Even, yeah, I'm not even considering that. Uh, yeah, you just kind of go through the list, and I think Geo is the safest bet, even in a yeah. non-PPR. Right. Okay. One thing, I played the DraftKings last week, I think, 16 in the, in the competition we have there. Whoa. Say that again? Uh, I think in the DraftKings last week. I yeah, DraftKings. You play sixth? Yep. 
Oh, awesome. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah, I also won like 50 or 60 bucks in other competitions. Not that All right. Way to go, Jag. Sweet. We're very proud of you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. No problem. Is that, that all you got for us? Yep. All right. Best of luck to you. Thanks for calling in. Jag is in 15, uh, he has 15 teams, Bill, and it sounds like he's pretty much set in like 14 of them. And, and on top of that, he's playing a daily fantasy, too, at DraftKings. <laughs> he he's diehard, man. He's diehard. you got to uh, love it. I love it. Sixth place. That's uh, righteous bucks, man. Yeah, it certainly is. So what do uh, we got next, my friend? I'm st- sticking with the phone lines, Todd. We're going to go to Justin in Boston. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um yeah, this week, would you start or sit Vincent uh, Jackson going against the Panthers tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, for the receivers, could we start two receivers? I have it set as uh, Fitzgerald and Jackson, and the flex I have Antonio Brown. My other receiver on my uh, bench is uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I, w- I would stick with you, Vincent Jackson, man. I mean, he is he's on fire. How, how yeah, can you sit a guy fire. like that? I just didn't know if you were kind of like worried because uh, Panthers defense have been kind of our stout as of uh, late. Very true, but if you see the way that Vincent Jackson plays ball, it really only takes one or two catches for him to pick up seventy yards and get into the end zone. So I'm no, banking, true, I'm uh, banking on Glennon just one or two been, of those uh, plays. Yeah, you're right. Him and Glennon have been on the same page for sure. Yeah. You know, also, uh, I have a running back question too. Would you uh, leave uh, Spiller on the bench this week? Because I've been hearing stuff that he's it's possible, like he could probably be sitting this week or. If he does play, he's going to be very limited. So, Well, I'll like, tell uh, you, if he sits, if they rule him in that. Of course, has a bye. So he's going to probably play either him, Spiller, or um, Levy-Gun Bell. But I'm I'm leaving out heavily on Bell this week because I like the matchup with the Raiders. Yeah, totally. If C.J. Spiller doesn't play, then you're not going to put him in your lineup. Oh, of course, yeah. But Oh, yeah, that's a 1 o'clock game, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right, appreciate the phone call, Justin. Uh, Ty, we do have a lot of emails to get through, radio at footballnation.com. Let's start off with our good friend Dan Perry, a.k.a. Perry04, looking to pay, uh, use a defense in DraftKings.com this weekend. He doesn't know who he should go with. He was thinking about the New York Giants, a divisional matchup versus the Eagles. They're very cheap, $1,800, but I think Perry is crazy if he thinks the Giants' <laughs> defense can do anything. Um, well, I mean, hey, if Michael Vick's going to be the quarterback, he takes a lot of sacks, he fumbles the ball, you know, there might be uh, some scraps there. I wouldn't really advise take it using the Giants' defense, Bill, but, they, you know, sacks and turnovers, the Eagles do it, man. So there might be a few points there. I don't know, man. Listen, the reason why he he's smart because he knows that it opens up a lot of possibilities at other positions. Right. But I don't know. Can you afford to get a two points? That's what the Giants might get you. You might get one sack. They're averaging 2.4 fantasy points per week. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Which I said, two points. That's what I said, one sack. One Jacksonville sack. has more than that. Jacksonville's uh, the only that. thing that you can bank on – you can't even bank on it. The only thing you can hope for with the Giants is Matt Barkley comes in. If Matt Barkley comes in, then you might get some interceptions. You might get more sacks. But Mike Vick under center, you know, I think the Giants are going to have a tough time. Yeah, I, I can't advise him using the Giants. He, I mean, there's got to be a trade-off there that he can do. Upgrade yeah. your defense and downgrade one of the other positions. There's got to be. We, we went through a really nice list of best buys and some, you know, the Jared Boykins that are out there really on the cheap. 
got to be someone else he can he can uh, make a swap for, you know? Next email, Andrew from Cali. Hey, guys, full point PPR league. All questions are for the same team. Pick two wide receivers out of this bunch. Anquan Bolden, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Dwayne Bowe. Oh, my God. Bolden and... Uh, Tough. I was, I was going to say Gordon, but he's playing against those friggin' Chiefs. They're so good. Edelman scares me because Amendola's back, Gronk's back, so I'm going to leave him out of the equation. Do you like Gordon more than Bo, Todd? Barely. This week, I love normal weeks, yes, of course. This week, I hate the matchup with Gordon, but I'm going to go Gordon. All right, go with Josh Gordon and Anquan Bolden. Pick two running backs and one flex. Jamal Charles, Stephen Ridley, Brandon Jacobs not playing. Stephen Jackson mm, says he's going to give it a go. Darren Sproles, Julius Thomas. you got to put Julius Thomas in as the flex. Jamal Charles is a no-brainer. So it's really between Stephen Ridley and Darren Sproles. Full-point PPR, you got to go with the Saints RB. Yeah, that was, there we go. Next question uh, is from Eric Picard, who gives us a nice little heart symbol in the subject line. Thank you, Eric, from New Hampshire. Hey, guys, a couple of quick questions. Bilal Powell, do you think the ship has sailed? Should I try to sell him to someone who needs a running back two or a flex? What do you think, Todd? Very interesting situation with the New York Jets in week seven. We saw Chris Ivory get 34 carries compared to Bilal Powell's three carries. I think this is just a headache, Bill. Um, it's just a headache. I, I just think Rick's Ryan, who knows what they're going to do. But they're obviously riding one guy every week, you know? Yep. Um, I have no idea how it's going to shake out. It's a complete mystery. I have uh, – this is not a great week to try to ship off uh, Bilal Powell, though, because he doesn't have a, any value. Right. The value is with Ivory at the moment. So maybe you wait till Powell does something and, um, and then try to dump him, uh, you know, try to trade yep. him. Here's the thing. I think Bilal Powell will retain some value going forward simply for the fact that we know Chris Ivory can't stay healthy. And once that happens, Bilal Powell, it's, it's his show all over again. It's his backfield. No one else is there. Mike Goodson's hurt on IR. Yeah, we are banking on an injury, though, but yeah. I mean, it's a all right, situation. so you're, you're either holding on to a guy that has some value if, if an injury occurs, or you're trading a guy away at, at an ultimate low point. Yeah, exactly. That's why I would hold on to him. Yeah, I would hold on to him, too. Second question from Eric. David Wilson picked him up off waivers. Do you think he'll take over the workload once he gets healthy, or is he wasting a bench spot? I think he's wasting a bench spot. I agree. Uh, the thing, the situation with Wilson is he's not going to play until after the Giants' week 11 bye, uh, and then by that time Andre Brown is expected back into the lineup. Uh, next question, Toasty Dosty, Brian D. Who do I start? Am I running back two? Let's take a look at his running backs here, Todd. Trent Richardson is on a bye. Matt Forte uh, is on a bye. Willis McGahee, Joseph Randall, not excited about him. Green Ellis or Ellington? Who's he starting as his running back? One is a better question. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, I mean, Forte and Richardson on a bye, so that hurts. Plus, Richardson's a bust. So, I guess he's starting McGahee. Um, Randall, Green, McGahee Ellis, or... against the Chiefs? I'm, 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 listen, I don't know. All right, so pick two out of this four. Willis McGahee, Randall, Green, Ellis, Ellington. Ellington? Is it a PPR? I don't even know. Standard. How do you know that? It said, he has the whole screenshot. Look under the details on the left. It says standard league. Oh, yeah. Ellington's in. Uh, Green, Ellis against Randall. the Jet. I would say Randall um, if DeMarco's still out. What's the deal with Lance Dunbar this week? 
No, I think I think DeMarco's practicing. Yeah, it's terrible. Ellington and McGahee. McGahee didn't practice today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Never mind. Jeez. Uh, but apparently, this is kind of what happens every every week with him. Yeah, he's five hundred years old. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, this is this is awful. This is this is terrible. This is one of the worst we've seen. Toasty Dosty, you're in a lot of trouble this week, my friend. Certainly is. Uh, uh, go with Ellington and McGahee. All right, there you go. Good luck. And if McGahee doesn't play, put in Green Ellis. Leave Randall on the bench. By the way, look at the rest of his team. He's got Randall Cobb out. Danny Amendola in and out every week. Blackman eh, coming on strong. He got Boykin and Keenan Allen. Not bad. He got bad. Boykin and Allen. That's nice. But, you know, he's just he's having a rough uh, rough. Move over rough. Yeah, injuries are tough, man. And Josh and Trent Richardson's a big bust. Uh, Rick in Houston heard your comments earlier about Josh Gordon. Should I start someone else in my flex position, Kembrell Tompkins or Kendall Hunter? Um, yeah, aren't the Titans on a bye this weekend? Yeah, the Titans are on a bye, so you're not using Kendall Hunter. Oh, Kendall, Kendall Hunter. Kendall I'm thinking. Hunter. I'm thinking of Kendall, thinking Kendall Wright. Yeah, I'm thinking of Kendall Wright. Kendall Hunter. Well, he's talking the about the Niners being up yeah, big yeah. on the Jags. I don't mind Kendall Hunter in the lineup. This I don't is the know week if, to do it. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, they're playing the Jags. It's overseas. Maybe they give Gore, you know, a little less of a workload. Uh, ridiculous, you know, travel schedule for them. They have to go from San Fran, Bill, to London. It's not like the teams from the East Coast pop it over London. Yeah, that's a little that's bit. ridiculous. The whole, uh, the whole thing's so stupid. Uh, yeah. I go Kendall Hunter. I'm going to go with Kendall Hunter, too. Next question is from Lou, Catch-22. He says, I apologize for my Tuesday swing and miss for strike one. All right, so we're hoping for a better question here from uh, Catch-22. Uh, who is a better play for week eight, Todd? Kendall Hunter. Another Kendall Hunter question. Kendall Hunter or Chris Ivory? Wow. Half a point in PPR. I'm going to go with Ivory here. Yeah, I'll go Ivory. Uh, please rank for week eight wide receivers: Jeremy Curley, Golden Tate, Percy Harvin, LaFell, or Tompkins. Well, Curley we don't know. Won. We don't know what the status is on on Harvin yet. No, Curley one. Yeah. Uh, LaFell two. Barely, I guess. Barely two. No, let's go. Let, let's go with Curley one, Tate two, LaFell three, or Tompkins four, and then if Harvin comes. And plays can't play Harvard this week, but if he does, swap him out for uh, LaFell. Yeah, which LaFell's yeah. playing tonight anyway, so you can't even make that no. decision. Uh, tight end Jeff Carmelin, Scott Chandler, Quarles, or Ben Watson. Is Jimmy Graham going to play? Yes. If that is your dilemma here, then you're playing Jimmy Graham or Joseph Fourier. Uh, of all these guys, I like Scott Chandler. And then for his defense, Saints, Jets. You like Atlanta. Chandler better than Cumberland? Yes. Okay. Um, Saints, Jets, Atlanta Falcons, or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, boy. Saints at home versus the Bills. Jets versus the Bengals. Falcons on the road against the Cardinals. Pittsburgh versus Saints. At- You're going to go with Saints against the Bills, huh? I like that one, too. Uh, full point PPR, Todd. Giovanni, Bernardo, Drake Bell, Gio, and uh, what, Percy Harvin. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not playing him until I know for sure that he's going to be in action He's playing on Monday night, so you're going to really risk a hole in your lineup you if he's not going to play. Kembrell Tompkins is the is the answer to me. I agree. I like his final question here, Bill. So he's kind of recapping his email. How do I do? Yeah. Drag bunt, line drive, or dying quail for a hit? I don't understand these baseball references. 
Um, but well, I'm going to go. Now, the reason is because you gave him strike one last last show because his email stunk. He well, says, listen, is I, this strike two? No, this is not strike two. This was very well written. He jammed well, a lot of questions in quickly. Well written. That being said, what's with the ranking of the tight ends? You, you listed five tight ends here. I mean, are you asking which one you should pick up for this week? Uh, are you, you know, I don't know. What, Jimmy is Jimmy Graham going to play? I don't know what he what he wanted for us, from us there. And then All the right, person so you had strike one last time. This is not strike two. This was a dying quail for a hit. I don't know what that means, but sure. This it means it was like a, a little blooper. It wasn't TD, like a hard line drive. It was a blooper. TDT Frank. Next question. This is this is the kind of question I like. Ready for this, Todd? Lineup questions. Number one, half a point PPR distance scoring. McGahee or Mike James? James. Ha- number two, full point PPR. Need two. Zach Stacy, Willis McGahee, Andre Ellington, Lamar Miller. These are all my running backs. Thank you, Doug Martin, he says. Uh, Stacy and Lamar Miller for me. Yeah, Stacy and Miller. PPR. Need th- uh, do I start Amendola versus Miami or Curley versus Cincinnati if Amendola is active? If Amendola is active, I put him in. Absolutely. Looking ahead to week nine, uh, Roethlisberger or Locker? I like Locker against St. Louis. Agreed. TDT Frank, way to, way, to ask, way to bring the heat with that question. I like it. Next one, Mike from Pittsburgh, Bill and Todd, Standard Scoring League, non-PPR. Two questions. Which wide receiver should I start, Hakeem Nix or Josh Gordon? Oh, I go Gordon. Uh, which flex player should I start, MJD or Hakeem Nix or Josh Gordon, whoever doesn't get the start in week one? Uh, the question Non-PPR, one. Bill. MJD or Nix then. Um, I go MJD if you want a safe, you know, a safe six or seven points. Yeah. And if you want to shoot for the moon, then go Nix. Yeah. If you want, yeah. The, big, if you want the big boom bust, go Nix because right. MJD's not capable of a boom. But MJD's going to get you 50, 60, 70 total yards. That is true. That so is true. Uh, next email is from Mark B. Yes. I, don't, I don't even know. Oh, okay. All right. So I see this question. Uh, next email. Uh, Mark B. Uh, wide receiver. You need two of these four. Jordy Nelson, Edelman, Amendola, Bolden. Jordy Nelson and Amendola if he plays. And then what about if Amendola doesn't play? Edelman or Bolden? Uh, full point PPR, Edelman. Okay. Tight end. Jordan Cameron or or I guess it. I don't know. I don't know. Heath Miller. Heath Miller, Zach Miller, Miller Light, Miller Miller Light. It could be a lot of different Millers here. Let me ask you this: Heath Miller or Jordy or Cameron? I'm asking you. Cameron. All right, so Cameron's the answer. Yeah, Cameron's the answer. But it would help to know first names or at least a first initial. Running backs, pick two: Lashawn McCoy, Alfred Morris, Roy. Hello. McCoy and Morris. Exactly. Needs a flex too. So I guess of all those guys we didn't pick, Halu, uh, Bolden. I, I go Bolden. Yeah, Bolden. I like Bolden too there. There you go. Last question of the day. Ike in Charlotte. Pick one for my flex, non-PPR, Chris Ivory or Anquan Bolden. Jeez. Ivory. 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 Yeah, Ivory. Not PPR, Ivory. Listen, Ivory is serviceable, and now that he's healthy, I mean, this is why you drafted him. You drafted him to use him because he was supposed to be the Jets' workhorse this year. The only reason why Bilal Powell ever came into the picture was because Ivory got hurt. But if that never happened, he, he'd probably be a top-20 running back right now. So Ivory's healthy. He got 34 carries last week. Ride, ride him while he's going good or going well. 
right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's All it. Right. No more emails? That's, That's it? it? That's it. We, Only we, 20 uh, emails today. <laughs> we did them all. Yeah. Well, so what's your prediction for tonight's game, Bill? Oh, boy. I don't know, Todd. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to score a lot of points. Maybe one one long touchdown to Jim, uh, to Vincent Jackson. Okay. Maybe a field goal. So I'm going to give them 10. I can see Cam running one in. I can see him throwing one either to LaFell or Steve Smith. Maybe Olsen. I'm going to give the, the Panthers 24. 24 to 10. 24 to 10. Uh, sounds about right. I'm and it's not going to be close. It's not going to be close either. It'll be another boring Thursday night game. That's, that's what, what I think. Me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be right around there. I think that the the Bucks are going to they won't get the twenty, and the Panthers will score in the twenties. So, you know, it'll it'll be a ten point margin, I think. All right, and that will wrap up this episode of Football Nation. Todd, any closing thoughts before we take off for the weekend? You know, my closing thoughts were the uh, Pat Summerall thing that we talked about earlier, Bill. Thought that was a really cool segment. Check out the uh, football life on Pat Summerall. Then it's murder. She wrote. wrote. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, so that's that what I learned, great. Bill. My All final right. comments are uh, Pat Summerall. I love that guy growing up. I want to give a quick shout out to our producer, Josh Deering. Excellent job today, Josh. We appreciate your services. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your weekend. You too. And uh, we also want to thank all of our emailers, all of our callers, and all of our uh, radio audience for listening to Football Nation. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Best of luck in Week 8. Go have some fun and play against me in DraftKings.com. Check it out. Go win some money. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation.